Hello and welcome to That Time When, the comedy history podcast where we tell you all about strange things that happened in history. My name is Amelia Edwards, your podcast host for today, and with me, as ever, is my co-host, Barnaby King. Hello. Who's just yawning. Shush. <laughs> I managed to keep it in. <laughs> <laughs> just about. Yes. So I don't appreciate being called out in such a manner. Okay. Gosh. I'm sorry. I apologise. Oh, that's quite welcome. So what are we talking about today? Well, today we're going to start off with a little bit of a story. I would like to invite you back, if I may, to the 1960s. Ah, okay. The time of hippies, rock and roll, and rampant racism. Yeah, pretty much. Um, This is September 14th, 1960. The place, Las Vegas. Ooh. Actually, I tell a lie. The place... (laughs) (laughs) Wow, fallen at the first hurdle. (laughs) The place is New York. (laughs) Swing and a miss. I'm in Las Vegas. (laughs) Okay, New York then. New York. And in New York, Johnny Rosselli... Was performing at one of the casinos, the famous New York casinos on the New York Strip. See, this is why I got confused. Right. Johnny Rosselli was the man who was in charge of all the ice machines on the Las Vegas Strip. Okay, so he's in the wrong place. (laughs) He's looking around going, what am I doing here? (laughs) Well, he knows what he's doing there. He is going for a meeting with a man called Robert Mayhew. Okay. Now, Mayhew knew... Should also have been in Las Vegas. (laughs) (laughs) He's in charge of all the water dispensers. They normally work together. So, Mayhew um, introduced himself as a representative for several international businesses. And he wanted to talk to Rosselli because Rosselli was not just the man in charge of all the ice machines on the Las Vegas Strip. He was a prominent member of the Mafia. Ah, of course. Hence why he's responsible for all the ice machines. But it's one of those things where it's like, (laughs) I always feel like the Mafia are going to be cooler than that. And then it turns out their legitimate business interests are ice. Yeah, they're literally cool. Hey! But they're in Las Vegas, which is really hot. That's why they need the ice, to stay cool. Ah, cool. (laughs) (laughs) I've got this image now of this guy filling up ice machines and then slicking back his hair. Hell yeah. Using ice. It's got an (laughs) ice comb. (laughs) It melts instantly. Las Vegas is very hot. (laughs) So, um, Mayhew said that the businesses he worked for were losing a lot of money because... In 1959, Fidel Castro had taken over Cuba. Ah, the glorious leader. (laughs) (laughs) And the problem was that Fidel Castro taking over Cuba meant that Fidel Castro also got rid of a lot of American-run businesses Mm. and nationalised them. So suddenly we got all these Americans who are losing a lot of money. Yeah, nationalise that sugar, baby. (laughs) And petroleum, I think. Oh, really? Oh, okay. I mostly knew about the sugar. Yeah, the sugar is the most famous thing. Yeah. And then he has to go sell it to the Russians. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh dear. man. Cuba in the 20th century is a mad history. <laughs> yes, it is. And we're going to talk about a little bit of it today. Nice. So the deal is there are these businesses, they're losing all this money, mm-hmm. and they're willing to pay Rosselli $150,000 for, for Castro's removal. Right, okay. So, 
Roselli isn't actually interested in this, by the way. But he does... I mean, to be fair, like, he's in charge of the ice machines in Las Vegas. He may be in the mafia. Yeah. But you feel like this is not his area (laughs) of expertise. Do they they have ice in Cuba? (laughs) Does someone need to freshen Castro's drink? Because I can do that. I mean, the Cuba Libre, surely. (laughs) Ah, yes, of course. Gotta have ice in that. Yeah. Okay, so he was... I've just, I've just realized I wrote initially cool about this. Yay! But he did introduce Mayhew to several other mobsters. <laughs> these are the ones who actually kill people. Yeah. I don't do shit apart from ice. I mean, these are the guys who kill people. Yeah. This is Momo Salvatore Giancana and Santos Traficante. Ooh, mm. some good names. Very good, very Sicilian. Mm. So... Giancana was the successor to Al Capone. Oh, wow. Okay. In Chicago. Yeah. He sounds terrifying. I'm going to be honest. Okay. In what way? Um, not just being the successor to Al Capone in Chicago. Like, you've got to be pretty hardcore. Right. Okay. Um, and then also, Traficante had previously had business interests in Cuba mm. before Castro had kicked him out of the country. Yep. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and both of them were so on now the... Now I'm going to get even with that Castro. <laughs> Don't know why I'm suddenly Cockney. Because we they say gangsters in America, and they're thinking, you know, gangsters with tummy guns. And we think gangsters, and we're like, all right, mate. <laughs> geezers. Diamond geezers. I've many vested business interests in Cuba. <laughs> we're thinking the Cray Twins. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Is it just me or is there a film in the Cray twins going to Cuba to try and assassinate Fidel Castro? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Let's do it. Why not? I mean, it's completely, completely wrong, but never well, mind. Of course. <laughs> but I don't know. Part of me is just like, that is a film. That is a film. Mm. Okay. Both of these men were on the FBI's top 10 most wanted list at okay. the time. This is how scary they are. Yeah. Now... They say, yes, this is a great idea. Let's do it. $150,000. Why not? Um, And they make the point, like, Giancana's like, actually, we can't take guns to Cuba. That will be really obvious. Yeah. So they get Mayhew to supply them with Ice guns. (laughs) Guns made of ice. Poison pills. Oh, okay. And then they get this guy called Juan Orta to smuggle them into Castro's food. Right. Orta tries this several times. Yeah. And completely fails in his job and gives up. I mean, fails how? Um, okay. This is how this is, uh, this is worded. Right. Allegedly, after several unsuccessful attempts to introduce the poison into Castro's food... Food, poison, poison, food... Orta abruptly demanded to be let out of the mission, handing them over the job to another unnamed participant. It just didn't work. I don't know. His food was just too scary. It was. <laughs> or maybe he just couldn't get close to Castro. Right, yeah. I mean, that does make more sense. But, you know, it's just this idea. That like, he failed to put poison in the food. Like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. I've put it in the table. <laughs> Okay, so this was not the only time that the Mafia attempted to kill Castro. Okay. Uh, But it was the first. Right. And something that needs to be mentioned about it is that they were told, do not tell the US government this is happening. Right. 
The thing was that it was the US government who were actually telling them to do it in the first place. Oh, okay. Mayhew was an ex-FBI agent who had been recruited by the CIA for this specific mission. (laughs) And he was accompanied by a guy called James O'Connell, who was the chief of the CIA's operational support division. Damn. They literally just crack up to these mafia guys and they're like, hey, could you kill Castro for us? (laughs) But don't tell the government. (laughs) Don't tell the government, wink. (laughs) Don't tell us. I mean the government. (laughs) (laughs) So this is just the first of many attempts by the CIA to kill Fidel Castro. How many was it? Well, it depends who you ask. Okay, fair enough. So if we ask... Um, the CIA, they say, and this is the church committee who investigated how many times the CIA had tried to <laughs> investigate, had tried to assassinate, sorry, Fidel Castro. Yeah. They said eight. Oh, okay. That's Which... A, that's a, that's a, they've given it a good go. That's a reasonable number. I yeah. mean, the thing is that after this, the CIA said that they were never going to try and assassinate anyone ever again. Which... <laughs> I'm not sure if that's wow. worked out. <laughs> I mean, th- that, those must have been some poor assassination missions if they're like, right, never again. <laughs> this was such a faff. Everyone's exhausted. We had so many people on overtime. Assassinations are just not worth it. Uh, no, it's um, it's to do with principles. Basically, the church, the church committee said that we can't have political assassination as a foreign policy tool. I mean, well, yeah, makes sense. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, you can always do it covertly. Wink. <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, this is the thing. There was an executive order in 1976 that said that no employee of the United States government should engage in or conspire in political assassination. Wink. <laughs> <laughs> if you look very close with a magnifying glass, there's just, there's just the word wink. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just in tiny, in yeah. tiny small print. Um, so... The whole thing that's kind of interesting about the mafia attempt was that it was Mm -hmm. before the Bay of Pigs. Oh, okay, yeah. So, for those of you not in the know, the Bay of Pigs was the first attempt to get Fidel Castro out of power. It was definitely carried out by the CIA, Mm. and they basically sent a bunch of Cuban exiles... They were paramilitaries. Yeah, with guns. Yeah. To go take over Cuba. Yeah. And it failed. And the awkward thing was then the CIA had to be like, yeah, that was us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold my hands up. Was us. Was us. We tried it. We won't, we won't do it again. Wink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Getting a lot of mileage out of that wink this episode. <laughs> so it's eight attempts mm-hmm. according to the CIA. Yeah. But according to... Castro and his government, it was... Six hundred and thirty-eight. I mean, those are two very different numbers. Yeah, it's like, um... Oh, God, the Countess again. Elizabeth Bathory. Yes, it's like Elizabeth Bathory. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's... I I don't know who I'm going to trust in that situation, because... Mm. I mean, it's it's hard to say, you know, let's split the difference and say it's 320-odd <laughs> or whatever, because that's still a lot. That's like, a lot of assassination attempts, yeah. Yeah. Um, obviously, like, Castro and his government, 
were clearly the ones who foiled these attempts. But at the same time, you know, it's a pretty good image to be like, the CIA has tried to assassinate me loads and loads of times and they always fail. Yeah, apparently in 2000, he said that if they gave like a gold medal for surviving assassination attempts, he'd have won it. I mean... That's kind of... That's really cool. It is cool. That's a cool thing to be able to say. It is cool. I like... Part of me suspects there probably were lots of attempts. I don't. I, I don't know if I'd believe there are six hundred odd. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I can absolutely imagine there being more. Definitely more than the eight uh, that they that the CIA say. Yeah. Okay. So given that there could be six hundred and thirty-eight attempts, yeah. I'm not going to talk about all of them today. Um, I'm going to talk about some of the weirdest. Okay. Because there have been some weird attempts, Mm -hmm. many of which have made their way into kind of internet-style legends. Right, yeah. So it's worthwhile just reassuring you that they are, in fact, true. Okay. So we're just going to have a chat about them and make fun of the many times that Fidel Castro (laughs) could have died and just didn't. Like, the thing is that normally with assassination attempts people foil them or there's something that went wrong at the last yeah. minute a lot of these just didn't work at all it's like Orta just not getting the poison into the food yeah i mean you've got to feel like if we're going with the figure of 638 that's not going to be like trying the same thing each time and just hoping it works this time like after attempt what 80 odd you're probably getting into some really weird territory <laughs> of like yeah let's let's uh start off the space race so mm-hmm. we can go into orbit and drop a rock from space onto cuba yeah sure <laughs> i don't know it's all like a can't be <laughs> probably better than some of the cia no i mean i was actually imagining that was a real thing for a second it was like i've not heard about that but yes oh, okay. like whatever enough, yeah. like railgun why not yeah. who knows well let's go with a let's go with a real one then okay the most famous attempt um, came in 1961. As you know, Fidel Castro really liked smoking cigars. Mm-hmm. This is like one of those things that everyone knows about Fidel Castro. He always has a cigar in his mouth at all times. Yep. Much like Churchill. Same person. Oh my god. Dun, no, he's dun, Trudeau's dun. dad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I am obsessed with this theory that's on the internet at the moment, which is that. Um, Castro is actually Trudeau's dad. People have put up pictures of them next to each other. Yeah. My God, they look for me. They look so similar. <laughs> it's probably not true, but it's one of my favourite types of conspiracy theories. Yeah, because it means nothing at all. Yeah, even if he much. was his dad. Yeah, it's incredible. I enjoy yes. it very much. Well, anyway, cigars. Anyway, cigars. So obviously, the CIA being all Cold War solutions yeah. at the moment go. Let's spike some cigars with botulinum toxin. Okay. Um, this would be strong enough to kill anybody who put one in their mouth. Mm. And also give him a lovely smooth face. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I, I think it must come from the same thing, as yeah. like, but kind of different, I guess. Well, I mean, you're not injecting it for one thing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what would happen if you smoked Botox. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm okay. So obviously, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to assume that you're basically going to choke to death because it will paralyze your lungs or something. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, let's try That's and do plausible. that to Castro. Yeah. Um. Here's the issue with the with what the church committee found yeah. on this one. They found that the cigars were delivered to an unidentified person 
1961. And then no one knows what happened to them <laughs> after that. Oh, there no. may be some botulum, like, spiked cigars out there to this day. Or some random person stole them? I don't know. Yeah. Regardless, he never smoked one of these cigars, <laughs> which is the reason he succeeded yeah. in not dying that time. I mean, do we know if that even would have worked? Like, uh, did they test this beforehand? God, I don't know. I hope not. <laughs> Well, I mean, I'm not assuming that they just gave a cigar to someone and was like, here, smoke this. Mm. But I don't know. It just, I, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't know how toxins work that well. Mm. But like, maybe it would have worked. Maybe. I mean, I'm sure it probably wouldn't be good for you. But mm. I just, I don't know. I, You've got to assume that it's not going to taste good. You're probably going to choke after the first inhale. Yeah. And I don't know, unless you've got, like, a huge amount in them, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's going to be enough. But... No, it's it's very hard to say, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, so the thing is that they're not 100%, like, given up on the cigar idea at this point. Of course. Because they're still, like, Castro, cigars, yeah. Castro, cigars is the thing we know about him. Yeah. Uh, so they decided to try and discredit him instead. Mm. So what they did... And this, once again, was in, like, 1960, was they tried spiking the cigars with a chemical that would disorientate him, hoping that he would smoke one before giving one of his speeches. <laughs> so I have actually heard this one before. Yeah. I I, I believe the sort of, like, mythologized version of it now is that the drug used was LSD, um, but I don't know if that had actually been developed at that point. I don't know when it was. But Well, apparently they did try to spray his broadcasting studio at a different time with a chemical that would make him suffer similar hallucinations to LSD. Oh, okay. So I don't think it was LSD, but it was like along the same lines. Yeah. I think the reason this might have come out is because a lot of what the CIA did to Castro came out in 2007 mm. along with like a group of different awful things that they're done. MK Ultra. MK Ultra is part of it. Yeah. It's known as the um the family jewels, as in it's embarrassing and sensitive. For God's sake. <laughs> Stupid. But yeah, MK Ultra's part of it. Yeah. Also them trying to assassinate a bunch of other people. Like so many people. <laughs> the worst part is that some of the stuff they've done is still censored. Oh, damn. So we don't know what that is, but... Mostly aliens. Really, It must be aliens, yeah. right? I mean, it's not MK Ultra, which no. is awful. No, it's got to be something weirder. So I'm going either aliens or demons. Mm, mm. Okay, so in terms of the cigars, though, that one wasn't an LSD one. That was some disorientating chemical. Yeah. Um, again, they were never smoked. They were really bad at getting cigars to him. Yeah, it sounds like it. You feel like... You feel like after the first attempt, you got to kind of go, right, either we've got to find a better way of getting these cigars to him yeah. or just give up on the cigars idea. Yeah. So let's talk about how else they tried to get to him without okay. cigars. <laughs> they gave him a stick of dynamite and hoped that he would smoke <laughs> it like a cartoon character. I mean, I wouldn't have been surprised, to be honest. Yeah. Okay. Here's the thing, as well as Castro loving to smoke, mm-hmm. they knew one other thing about him. Right. 
He liked scuba diving. Oh, really? Yes. I didn't know that. I know. Isn't that kind of cute? It is kind of cute. And yeah. how, how unique, how original. It's not like golf or something. No, right? Also, in a way, it's pretty impressive because that is a big beard to fit in a scuba suit. Right? Yeah. That's got to be like tight packed in there, <laughs> which I guess does add some insulation. It would. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Anyways, so they know that he likes scuba diving. So the CIA sit around and this is at their peak. They're in the 1960s and they go, how can we use this against him? So they thought when you go scuba diving, you might want to pick up a particularly interesting shell. Right, not sabotage his oxygen or anything like that. Not, like, take out the boat and leave him stranded somewhere. (laughs) An interesting shell, okay. They planned to hide explosives (laughs) (laughs) inside a large seashell and paint it exotic colours so he'd be interested and go pick it up. (laughs) Oh, this was not their best day. I feel like I feel like after these attempts, someone goes in with like a sheaf of papers in their hand, and it's just like, guys, I've been checking our records, and is anyone trying to do some really weird assassination <laughs> attempts? Like we have guns, yeah, <laughs> right? <laughs> to be fair, I they were trying to do that as well. Like they genuinely did send in five teams of CIA operatives by 1965 who tried to shoot at him from rooftops and stuff like that but these are the interesting ones yeah fair enough okay okay they gave up on the seashell they didn't even try it (laughs) i mean fair enough okay that sounds like it sounds like it's one of those ideas that's like you've had a group of people trying to come up with like a new and interesting way to try and assassinate Castro. Yeah. And it's been going on for quite a while. Maybe it's like two and two, three in the morning. Yeah, this is definitely like the third takeaway meal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Everyone's really tired and someone's just like, could we make an explosive shell that he might pick up when scuba diving? And someone's just like, fine. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and it just takes a bit too long yeah. before someone goes, hang on. No. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was long enough that it was written down and noted by mm. the committee that was investigating all of this and had to report on it. He looked at it and just went, what the hell? Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> Apparently within the same like nighttime discussion, yeah. they were still on diving. <laughs> okay. They planned to contaminate one of his diving suits with a fungus that would produce a chronic and debilitating skin disease. Right, okay. I thought it was just going to give him athlete's foot or something. <laughs> no, skin disease. Um, I mean, that's pretty grim. Yeah, it's pretty grim. And they also infected the breathing apparatus. So, like, I think it could have made him, like, seriously ill. Became a fungus zombie. Yep. All right, so, um, it was supposed to be given to Castro by an American lawyer mm-hmm. called James Donovan. Now, James Donovan was involved in some hostage negotiations with him. Right. And so they were supposed to be having lots of conversations. The plan was abandoned because Donovan gave Castro a diving suit. It was not the diving suit he'd been given to. Oh, no. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know how anyone falls as that up so much. <laughs> um, this, is just like, this is a comedy of errors at this point. Like, 
you can imagine the scene where he's got the two identical diving suits in his room and he's just like, which one's the fungus one? Mm-hmm. I can't tell. And then, of course, he's going to pick up the wrong one. Yep. And then someone goes along and is like, ooh, free diving suit. <laughs> I'm going to take that. <laughs> so a later CIA director called Richard Helms called the plan cockeyed. <laughs> he said that the diving suit never left the lab. Oh, amazing. <laughs> what the ha- I don't know what the CIA were doing at this point. Like, I mean, arsing around <laughs> from the sounds of it. <laughs> But oh man, just... I, I'm I'm inclined at this point less and less to believe Castro's figure of six hundred and thirty-eight. It doesn't sound like they did like more than two. Uh, well, okay, these all count as assassination attempts. They well, count, do they? Do they? I mean, they're not of... very good assassination <laughs> attempts. They didn't attempt anything. They just started it and then <laughs> gave up when they realised it was stupid. But they didn't even give that one up. They just forgot to take the suit out of the (laughs) lab. Oh, I see. Oh, I thought you meant they'd given up on developing it. They just forgot it. Oh, my God. (laughs) No, they just did a really bad job. (laughs) Hey, Jerry, you packed the diving suit, right? The what? The what? (laughs) You were going to give him a diving suit? Oh, yeah. Goes and buys a diving suit. (laughs) Jesus. Okay, so, um, <laughs> is, it, is it just me, or did they get the Three Stooges to try and assassinate <laughs> Castro? Well, okay, so then they did something that I think is reasonably sensible. Right. They recruited Marita Lorenz, who was Castro's lover. Ah. Um. So the CIA went and. Uh, basically called up Lorenz and recruited her as a contract agent and they said, you know, you are close to Castro. Mm-hmm. Kill him. They gave they gave her two botulism toxin pills yep. to drop in Castro's drink Okay. and said, just one of them will kill him in 30 seconds. Um, the second will restore him to life. We don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> but she didn't do it. Amazing. Did she fail or did she just decide not to? I think she decided not to. Mm. So she she said to Vanity Fair in 1993... <laughs> what a place to <laughs> tell someone about the attempt on Castro's life that you did. I knew the moment I saw the outline of Havana, I couldn't do it. <laughs> so dramatic. Um, so this is like the coolest story in terms of in terms of like how Castro acts right. I don't know if it's true but even if it's not it's a fun story mm-hmm. so she stashed she ta- she stashed the pills in a cold cream jar so they went all gunky right um, and Castro realised that um, she wanted to kill him or she was trying to yeah and so he pulled out his .45 pistol and handed it to her and said, you can't kill me. Nobody can kill me. And he just kind of smiled and chewed on his cigar, she said. I felt deflated. He was so sure of me. He just grabbed me. We made love. <laughs> she writing erotica or something? <laughs> I don't know. That's not how people act. <laughs> but apparently, this is like 
this is what she says. What can we say? He was so sure, so sure of me. He knew me inside and out. And then he opened his shirt to reveal his rippling abs. (laughs) (laughs) I bet Castro had rippling abs, though. Back in back in ninety, back in fifty nine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, have you seen the pictures of him and Che Guevara in their revolution days? I mean, this is just post-revolution as well. Yeah. But yeah, apparently he was that cocky a bastard. He was just like, oh, hey, you're not going to kill me. You're going to make love to me. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so my final story is there was a plan to kill Castro using a hypodermic needle concealed within a pen why is this james bond i don't know (laughs) to be fair it's better than the shell it is better than the shell (laughs) so the shell is definitely the worst idea i mean the cigar is pretty (laughs) bad the diving suit's pretty bad but the shell the shell is just so stupid for so many reasons i love the shell i'm gonna defend the shell i've got this image of it being like um you know (laughs) The Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou. Yeah. I've got this image of like, imagine if Wes Anderson did a film version of this assassination. Yeah. Because you'd have like little mini Che Guevara, no, little mini Che Guevara, <laughs> little mini Fidel Castro in a diving suit, like swims down and sees a brightly colored shell that's clearly been painted, picks it up, big explosion. Oh, it would be amazing. There's so much that can go wrong. <laughs> Firstly, you have no way of knowing that he's going to see it, let alone pick it up. True. And also, I mean, explosives underwater, small enough to fit in a shell Mm -hmm. there's a lot that can go wrong there surely (laughs) like how much time did they devote to trying to make a miniature explosive that works underwater i don't know i mean they did abandon it but maybe that's literally the reason they abandoned it yeah like rather than being like stupid they should have abandoned it sooner (laughs) We don't know how soon they abandoned it, to be fair. Okay, but they clearly went along with it enough for it to be on this committee. That's this true. This was not just someone's idea that got immediately shot down. Multiple people agreed to this. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. Okay, so poison pen. All right, the poison pen. So they gave the poison pen to a highly placed Cuban official. Right. He did not think much of it. And complained that surely the CIA could come up with something more sophisticated than that. (laughs) It was just like, guys, come on. And they went, we can do an explosive shell if you want. If you really want. Um, And also, he was offered the pen on November the 22nd, 1963. Right. This was the day when John F. Kennedy was assassinated. Ah, right. And at that point, the CIA went... Maybe we shouldn't assassinate Fidel Castro. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but could you imagine the conspiracy theories? Yeah. (laughs) So the official never took the pen to Cuba. Yeah, makes sense. And yeah, so that's an end to my silly little Cuban (laughs) anti-revolution stories. Fair enough. I think it's great that they tried all of these things. Uh, Yeah. Like, it's so stupid. It, it's, it seems clear that after the early, attempt, early like, serious attempts, they were just like, okay, right, 
There are no bad ideas, everyone. <laughs> We're just going to brainstorm all night. I've already ordered pizza. It just, it's reminiscent of some of our worst attempts in Dungeons and Dragons to do something without oh my just God. busting down a door. Yes. This is actually, this this is what it is. I, I don't think Dungeons and Dragons had been invented at this point, but no, this is what it is. It's the precursor to it. <laughs> They were just playing a, a, a tabletop RPG. Yeah. How do we kill Castro? I don't know. A shell? <laughs> I've got paints. I have the painting proficiency. <laughs> Thank you for listening to That Time When. You can follow us on Twitter at That Time When 4 and you can email any suggestions for episodes to us at ttwpod at gmail.com. Thank you, as always, to Kevin McLeod for our theme song, Anachronist, as well as any other music that Barnaby's used in the pod. And thank you for listening. Now go out, invest in eels, and help the CIA. They need new good ideas. (laughs) Bye!